Hello. Hello. Which Pokemon is this? I don't know. It's we'll Pokemon. get into it. We'll get into the Pokemon yeah. towards the end. Pokemon. How are we doing? Uh, Bree, you've been watching a lot of anime with your husband. Mm -mm. Oh, because that's what that's what that video reminded me of. It reminded me of anime. Well, yeah. That your husband watches. Well, we haven't watched it in a while. Like Naruto or? I feel like I literally, the we last time I was there, Naruto, yeah, and you guys were watching something. Something else. I forgot what it was. You watched something where people were getting married or something? I don't remember. But the last time I was there, y'all were like binging the shit. What was after Naruto? Yeah, it was that after one where it was like he was getting married or whatever. And we were watching that shit. I don't remember what's after Naruto. There's another one. I feel like it starts with a G. Um, but man, they get like they have they'll have Beach. like six hundred freaking seasons. Like their mm -hmm. stuff goes for days. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Isn't it shorter though, too? It's not like long. No, not really. Maybe it's Baruto. Is ba Baruto is a thing, right? Like it's was Naruto in the Baruto? That's a sequel. Okay. So it's Baruto. Okay. Zero idea. Um, I just want to say happy birthday to Grimace. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Do you guys have any idea who I'm talking about? No. no. <laughs> no. I love it. Happy birthday. Grimace <laughs> is one of the mascots of McDonald's. He's the big purple monster thing. Oh, and it's his like birthday. I thought that was the bandit. Oh, very much Barney, dinosaur. very much Barney the dinosaur looking, but he, he's just like a big purple monster thing. It's his birthday, and they have the Grimace shake at McDonald's. And there's this really fun trend going on on TikTok where people are like, "Happy birthday, Grimace!" and then they try the shake and then they die. <laughs> and it's great. And McDonald's marketing hates it because everyone thinks that the Grimace shake is killing people, like it's poison. And I love it so much. So happy birthday, Grimace. Yeah, Grimace was the shake guy. Exactly, Enzo. How, how did I not know about this? Like, you guys really like don't know? Why is his name Grimace? That's like not a good marketing name. I don't know. Should we do like a deep thoughty waba on McDonald's mascot characters? Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, we should, should they be considered deep, cryptids? They might. We should do a deep thoughty waba on where <sighs> the potatoes for the fries come from. Oh, how they only come from Idaho, the rest of Idaho potatoes. And even if they have one blemish on them, they throw them back. McDonald's is very picky. Very picky, but they also come from farms that are owned by you know, the guy, Has the said... Microsoft guy. Oh, Bill Gates. Well, yeah. He oh, Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Oh, mm. yeah. Is it his so. genetically yeah. modified potatoes that we're eating? That's mm. putting nanobots into our bloodstreams? He has a lot of that. land. Um, I mean, if I had a lot of money, I would try to buy up everything I could. Yeah, for real. Just a smart right. businessman. Why would you not? Yeah, I agree. You silly goose. Fries 3.0. Mm -hmm. Fries 3.0. <laughs> bigger and bigger and bigger. That I can you know why? I'm into. Do y'all know why McDonald's fries taste so good? Because of MSG. Because they put well, they don't do it now, but they used to put, and now they put a nicotine, cocaine, <laughs> cocaine. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, they put a beef flavor substitute 
in their fries. Ooh. Makes them meaty. So they used to they used to use beef fat, beef fat to fry their fr- fries. Yeah, but they can't they anymore. To, yeah, what? because everybody's like a fucking vegan. That's right? not vegan. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they now use they a use a substitute, substitute seasoning. Oh. But it's still beef flavor. That's How crazy. is there beef flavor? I mean, that's like the I same mean, thing when the vegans try to make fucking like, you know, turkey or whatever. They like flavor it in a certain way so it tastes like turkey. I have one fun yeah. fact for us before we jump into the cryptid and it has to do with Coca-Cola. And I found this out recently. So you know how everyone makes jokes that Coca-Cola was made with cocaine back in the day? Mm-hmm. Okay, it still technically is. It still technically is. So medical grade labs use cocaine in a lot of things, specifically like topical like numbing creams and stuff, like when they do surgeries and things like that. Mm-hmm. And after they take all the cocoa out of the leaves, the uh, the Coke company buys them and they still to this day use those to flavor Coke. Interesting. Wow. I don't know if that means that it's and nothing like cocaine, but like coca leaves are still technically used in cocaine or in coke. So I'm gonna say because last October, me and Danielle were in Peru and we had coca tea, which is trying to get some of that tea made from cocaine leaves. Super good. That stuff was so good. And it was, was it, just was like it good. Did it get it you was, jazzed? <laughs> well, it, it did a really good job of warding off the altitude sickness. Yeah, that's what a lot of people say. Where we were. Yeah, a lot of people but say it, that, that it helps with that. It didn't give you a high, it was just really good. Mm, well, that sounds really boring. That sounds to be boring. Yeah, I was hoping you'd be like, I was, I was kind of chewing my cheeks up. a little bit. Like I, I ran the, to the top of that fucking mountain, and I've never been faster. Like I thought you were gonna be. <laughs> no, like, yeah. no, it, it just made you. It... I raced a puma. <clears throat> yeah, like, I'd be like, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> sounds great. Let's go do it. Yeah. Now, no, like, it, it, it just right? it, it helps with my seasickness. Like it's like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> just it, it just made you, you know, not have altitude sickness and it was really good to drink it it was flavorful listen listen i've been to the bottoms of the oceans and the tops of mountains ain't nothing getting me sick <laughs> nothing yeah i don't get sick like that so, so if I, you guys be purposeful for me i'd be like where's the real shit if you I'm guys saying, haven't exactly. noticed uh Bobby's not here today. Yeah, Bobby's in a cryptid coma. He's busy and he abandoned us like he does yeah. often. What do you expect? So I want to give a shout out <laughs> to Tommy G. Ooh, there you go. Get it. Get it. Aaron, Aaron Desario's here. Hey, Aaron. Aaron Desario is probably one of the coolest fucking people I've ever met. No, he's so sweet. You know what? Such a good guy. My my parents were like, "Did we scare Aaron away?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> no. And they're like, "Well, we chatted with him, and then that was the last we ever saw him again. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he got up and then just never came back." And I was like, "Well, maybe he just like I wasn't there, so I don't know what the conversation was." <laughs> no, no, he just he went to he went to doing he went to bed early, and then like yeah. I probably he probably. 
you know, your parents were always floating around and doing stuff. So I probably just never ran into him again. But that's funny. It's so funny that they thought that. They're like, I think we scared him. We scared Aaron. We love Aaron. I love Aaron to death. Yeah. Aaron and your Aaron dad shared a Apple horror stories. Yep. Oh, they did? Mm-hmm. Yes. But mm-hmm. that was funny. Yeah, they bonded over it. And it's like you get like post apple PTSD, like <laughs> for sure. Like, wait, you don't post post, just apple PTSD. Just pass. So P A PTSD. Yeah, P A PTSD. Yeah, apple stress disorder. Post traumatic stress disorder. Fuck, we can't speak or spell, guys, and we're researchers. And so tonight is gonna be great considering. Where we are going. Speaking we, of our incompetence, let's get we, to our cryptid. Well, hold on. We have Alex. Uh, oh, yeah. Christoph, keep going. Uh, Danielle is here. Down Jones Muller is here. Love Enzo's it vibes. Here. Enzo. Hides and Long Grass is here. We can't do episodes unless Hides and Long Grass and Enzo are here. And then uh, we're here. So. You. Hey, uh, Tony, what are we talking about tonight? Uh, we're talking about the Kappa. Kappa! What the uh, hell? What the look what's hell? going on in this. Ooh, Kari, you are just always so adventurous in all of our cryptid adventures. I know, right? I, I am the chosen one. I can ride the, the Kappa. Looks great. You can we ride should have put Bobby somewhere underneath its hand. I know. Oh, I should, yeah, I should have put Bobby, like, Bobby's face under its little Squish. skull drowning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to come up for air. Yeah, please help. Uh, <laughs> so the kappa is kind of a weird creature. Let's go to the next one. Ooh, before we get into it, like any great cryptid, there's a great beer to talk about. So we have the just nicely named Kappa uh, from 12 West Brewing Company in Gilbert, Arizona. It's a Japanese-style rice lager, 5.2% alcohol by volume, and it's made with puffed jasmine rice. And I'm going to tell you right now, that sounds delish to me. Mm -hmm. I hate beer, and I don't really like hops. So something that's made with, like, jasmine rice, like it looks the color of piss beer, and I like piss beer because piss beer doesn't taste like beer. So I'm very interested to try this one, like 1,000%. Oh, absolutely. It does look very cool. We should try it first, though. Yeah. I want to so bad. And I love the imagery on it. This is another yeah. one where they like went full cryptid on, on, the, uh, on the thing. Oh yeah, yeah. I love the I love the the way the can is presented. I love the way that they it's like they went all out with the. Rice lager. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love it. Super good. Love it. Love it. What an angel. Uh, So the crypto hazard meter on this guy is kind of approach at your own risk. Oh, okay. So kappas can be dangerous, but they can also not be dangerous. Hmm. It all depends on not you, but the kappa that you are interacting with, which is mm. what makes this cryptid kind of interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Like this, it, it they all have their own personality. They're not just all. It's one like a human. Certain way. Yeah. Mm. 
Like, what would you guys do if, if imagine somewhere else, someone looks up like weird humans <laughs> and they were like, yeah. like, what would they do? They would probably put alert approach at your own risk. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this, this is kind of how they are. So uh, their stats they're they are child sized and Small boys. going to get into that. Uh, they have a shell like a turtle. Which is weird. They also have three anuses. Oh, fun. They're a party. Because Japan is a weird country. Mm. So everything out of Japan is really fucking weird. They also have three, they also have web feet and hands, and they are stronger than a grown man. Mm. Interesting. Do you think the country, like, is it just the culture has more of a fascination with um, the anus? Like, mm. I'm really confused on why that had to be added. Well, that is one of the defining factors of a kappa, is that it has three anuses. And that shouldn't be a surprise, because there are species of ducks that have four or five vaginas. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So ducks actually, their dicks are screwed. Yeah, duck vaginas are wild. Yeah, because dick, they're like weird little parasite looking things. Like they're like little tapeworm looking motherfuckers that like when they go inside the vagina, they like unfurl themselves. Yeah. So this is this is not a you guys didn't weird know this? thing for nature. I knew about the, the duck penis, but not the, the five vaginas. Oh, that, yeah. oh yeah, that's why it's shaped that way. Because it's trying to navigate all the fake vaginas. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? Okay, but well, I'm just thinking from a biological here. standpoint, it's like, does that mm -hmm. mean that the sphincter is connected to the same stomach, or would they then have three stomachs? Mm. No, it's all connected to the same stomach. It's just they fart. This is part of the lore. Okay. They they mm. fart and they stink more than mm. a human. And it's... Uh, we'll get into it. Okay. All right. Japan. Japan. So where else would they come from? Japan. 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 And what's interesting Ooh. about Japan, too, is Japan is very much like covered surrounded by water and has lots yes. of waterfalls and things inside of it. So they have a lot of, a lot of water-based cryptids from Japan. Yes. And having been to Japan, having been to Kamakura, uh, Akihabara, Kawasaki, Yokohama, Damn. Tokyo. They just name-dropping Japan cities. You went, you went to all the bicycle places. All bikes. Yes. Just like but American I, bombs, visiting them all. Sorry. <laughs> that joke bombed. Hey. I, I have a joke for that, and it's coming. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> so Japan is a if if you've never been, if you've only seen it through pictures or video, Japan is one of the most beautiful countries you could ever go to, and it's one of the safest Lush. countries you could ever go to. Green. It's basically amazing. the same as the Pacific Northwest, like British Columbia. It's the same terrain. 
Yeah, mm, not oh, really Seattle or Portland, but, but like, like Canada. Yeah, yeah. No, it is that Nova Scotia? Mm, just oh, okay. better. It's a beautiful place to go. The people are very respectful. They're I if you have the chance to go, take it. Yeah. Tony's recommendation is if you join the military, get stationed in Japan. Oh yeah. Yeah, you'll find a great wife. We want you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give us an action. Ooh, car. Oh, it's me. It's me. Strap Hi. in. So I like the alien. Right? I'll just pop him in there. So the origins of the Kappa can be traced back to ancient Japan, which we've spoken about, and it was first mentioned in written records during the Edo period, which was 1603 to 1868. And the Kappa is said to inhabit rivers, lakes, and other bodies of water, displaying a peculiar mix of humanoid and turtle-like features, which is, you, know, you can see them illustrated there. Turtle, turtle. Another possible origin of the Kappa is the Portuguese monks who landed in Japan in the 16th century. The monks had shaved shaved pates and wore long wooded robes which resembled the turtle shell depicted on many kappa mm. also the word kappa is a it's the portuguese word for monk's habit which and this would have carried over to the japanese language one thing is for sure and that is that the tales of the kappa and were and still are told to children to warn them about going swimming alone in dangerous spots as well as what lies beneath the waters and in many tales, Kappas kill their victims for the sole purpose of eating their livers or their shirikodama, which was a magical ball that many ancient Japanese believed resided in a person's anus. Oh, here we go with the buttholes <laughs> again. I know, there we go the butthole theme. Yeah. There you go, Brie. Answered, it answered your question. Right? The <laughs> There's a magical ball in your butthole <laughs> and somebody wants to eat it. <laughs> is, that why, is that why all men are so obsessed with buttholes? Maybe. Is that what it is? Because they think that there's a magic that, ball in there that they have to eat. Like, there's just like... something wrong with that. Every yeah. man in my life has tried to put like his finger in my butthole. Yeah, for sure. Good to know. True story. <laughs> this is why uh, none of us I'm went hot. to good <laughs> schools. I went to private schools. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> And yes, here you are. Go ahead, Kari. In, Sorry to interrupt. In many legends, Kappa are said to have kidnapped and brutally ravished women. Some of these women bore the Kappa's child, which was usually buried after birth. Oh my Another, god. I know, which is that's pretty crazy. Rape. Don't in other legends, hybrids. Kappa have also been portrayed as attacking and drowning animals, in particular horses, in which Kappa are said to share a strong link, which makes me think there was some kind of like war between the Kappa and the horses Maybe at some point. Yeah, like some trauma that they had, yeah. and they were like, fuck these creatures. Right. However, in many of the legends, Kappa are caught trying to drown the horses and usually apologize for the act, promising to never do it again. Throughout history, tales of the Kappa have been used as cautionary tales to warn children about the dangers of playing their water. And this is really similar to the Kelpie myth here in the UK. <laughs> like it's the same same kind of thing was told to kids, you know, a hundred years ago, two hundred years ago. <laughs> We're not even talking about oh, no. that. <laughs> next slide, please. Give a next. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, shit. So parents would tell stories of the Kappa's pranks, which range from stealing crops and livestock to dragging unsuspecting victims to the depths of rivers and lakes. 
These cautionary tales served as a way to instill a healthy respect for water and reinforce the importance of safety, which mm. before we had like infomercials and adverts and stuff was, it was all fairy tales and, and you know, childhood stories. In addition to its mischievous nature, the capital is also believed to possess knowledge of medicine and healing. According to folklore, it has a small dish-like depression on the top of its head that holds a sacred healing stone called the Shurikodama, which is the the ball he's taking from people's, people's bowels. He's bringing it in his head. Yeah, he keeps it on his head. Like like an infinity stone. Yeah, it's like a sacred <gasps> healing stone, right? Oh my god, okay. Right? It's weird. Is there water in there too? Is it washed off at least? Yeah, I guess it's like a dome, right? So There's, it holds yeah. the water. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so it's like hold. It's like a depression, like a little bowl. Yep. Probably so it is uh, said that if one were to capture a capper and extract this stone, it could be used to cure various ailments and even grant grant immortality. Mm. As time passed, the tales of the capper became deeply ingrained in Japanese culture, and they were depicted in various forms of art, literature, and theater, adding to their mystique and popularity throughout you know, throughout time. The Kappa are known to favor cucumbers and love to engage in sumo wrestling. Oh, fun facts. Is that a Tony's cucumber? Eating, Tony's That's eating a cucumber. A cu I've been but... eating a cucumber that I grew in my garden. Right on. Okay. Well, okay. I feel like... I have, to, I have to say my wife grew it. By the way, mm. she's going to get very angry at me. Mm. All mm -hmm. I did was build the boxes mm. that it was grown in. Gotcha. But it tastes great. Yeah, I like cucumbers. Uh, I don't eat a lot of cucumbers in my normal everyday life, but I will never turn a cucumber down. I hear, aren't cats afraid of cucumbers? Yes. If you lay them next yeah. to them while yeah, they're, they're like, They think it's a snake, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're like traumatized by it. Not wrong. Absolutely yeah. correct. Mm. All right, Car, keep going. That was it. No, it's oh. like, that was that was oh, the end of my slide. I do want to say though, I think it's weird because like cute. I feel like when people talk about butthole stuff, it's always like cucumbers are like an eggplant. Oh, eggplants come into this later, honey. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll get there. Yeah, really. It's <laughs> yeah, it's coming. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Okay, so this is almost like more modern day origins not necessarily modern day but i think how it came from way way back in the day a little bit closer to home and then i, I know we'll talk we'll touch base on what it's like for current current times mm -hmm. so this is there was a, a an old town I'm going to butcher that. It's hard to say. Tanishimaru. Tanishimaru. And in Fukuoka, Japan, uh, it was like a small town. There was three other small districts, and they all merged into this larger city, uh, Kurume. So in that original small town, Tarashumaru, their legend states that it was where the Kappa originated from, that it was their local river. So the throughout the town, they have all of these different monuments and shrines 
and they leave offerings to the kappa like uh, cucumbers and sake. So this is just a, a picture, a couple pictures of some of the shrines that they have and the monument and the sake that they're leaving for them. So it became a little bit of a destination place for people because of the heavy lore. And you can go uh, to all of these many different spots in the town and see, uh, learn a little bit more about the history. And of course they play up on it. Um, but I think that's pretty cool that they honor it in that way. And they believe that that's where the Kappa originates from. Uh, so they passed down this uh, legend that the story of the Kappa, they started in the Yellow River of China and that this one clan in Kappa migrated to the, the Kuma River in Japan. And it's also referred to as like Kuma, Kumagaro, Kumagawa. Kumagawa. Kumagawa River. And, well, what the hell happened here? <laughs> so okay, I'm well, aware, that's not helpful. I didn't do this slide. That's not helpful. I don't know how that got here, but if you can even look behind it, it's like <laughs> this little part, this little part of Japan is this giant river, and it's actually the biggest river there in Japan. Canva was legit wild this yeah, whole time was, we did this. Yeah, it, was, it was not having fun. It was how really, does it just like it was who, even, who added all of those? I didn't, and this is my slide. It was done. That's so weird. I don't were know those on your slide? Me. I didn't put them there. So I'm saying who put them there? Who put that? I didn't. I saw it. I was like, Ease. I saw it too, and I was like, all right, Brie, bold design choice. But I just like kept going. I was like, okay, that's what I said. I, I saw guys, it. And I was just like, oh, you guys for real? Okay. Well, that's for uh, real. I really, for I did, real? I did 100% see it, and I was like, okay, Brie, if this is your story. Oh my god, I feel like it. Would it be awkward if I stopped sharing and delete it really quick? No, no. Just, Wait, just no, not awkward, or let it go? Okay, just let it go. Let it go. Because I feel like you guys can't see the whole point anymore. I was just trying to show you how like large this this river is, and it is their largest river, uh, and that's kind of cool to know that that's where they think the kappa comes from. Learning more about it, uh, it's very heavy known in Japan. It was like I, I mean, I just learned about this, and you can go now these days and do whitewater rafting. It's pretty cool. <gasps> that's cool. We can go whitewater rafting to look for the kappa. Yes. So the story is that a clan of Kappa, this is just one of the stories, mm -hmm. that a clan of Kappa migrated. Uh, and th this is not a small clan by any means. There was 9,000 plus uh, Kappa and they were referred to as Kuzenbo. They were named after their leader, their king, uh, Kuzenbo. So this is him right here. He's their leader to all 9,000 of his little troops. Wow. Yeah. One of the stories here is that Kato Kiyomasa, who was an actual uh, warrior leader in Japan, uh, that he was the one who kind of brought the downfall of him. Uh, he called on the monkeys of Kiwashu to help fight the Kappa. 
and the kappa that the monkeys were their worst enemies because they could see uh, kappa anywhere they were when they were invisible to humans. So mm. apparently that makes them a little bit mystical in that sense uh, for humans not to always see them, but for these monkeys too, you know, to us, our naked eyes. Monkeys can see special things that humans cannot. I like it. Yes. So this is an older um, – some older art of him and his monkey here. So he summons all these monkeys to go fight these 9,000 plus Kappa. And the Kappa was defeated and then moved to Kumamato and settled in a new river. Chikuagawa. <laughs> What's weird about that is th the second that they moved to this other river, they then become keepers of this river and they help control the water flow of the wild river and turned into more. They went from kind of these um, succubus type beings kind of exalted into a higher purpose. They they became a water deity. So this was the story that transforms them into a water spirit. And that's where the split comes uh, when you look up the Kappa. They're either this anus blood-sucking creature or they're, they can be seen as a water spirit. They're on the water watching the wild rivers. Damn. I really like his hair. It's yeah, like me too. Uh, the reverse mohawk looks so alien. You also like, you like beards. Okay, yeah. Now, the other story, the other story of Kizen, Kuzenbo uh, is him against Sha Wuxing. And this is the great battle, what I am calling the great battle to become king of Kappa. I think I saw this Godzilla movie. Oh, it kind of looks like it, actually. Yeah. <clears throat> By the way, if you're, if you're following along, uh, just drink. This entire episode. Yeah, let's just. Uh, I, I I'm trying to just like roll and just be like, this is that's what I'm it gonna, is. Kiwa I'm gonna drink my milk like a villain. I made one of Corey's drinks because I wanted some alcohol, and it's the most disgusting thing I've ever had in my life. It tastes like thick, sugary syrup, and I want. What is it? The whipped cream, vodka, and Dr Pepper. Mm. What? Is what his go-to drink what? is. What? Syrupy. Just it's more ice. It's so syrupy. It's so syrupy. Yeah. It's wild. But that's like, like, not when he goes out to a bar, but like his at-home drink, it is whipped cream flavored vodka and Dr. Pepper. When he's out, it's usually a crown and Coke, which is much more acceptable. But this, I don't know if anyone has seen my face as I've been drinking this, but I literally grimace every time. <laughs> Ay, ay, ay. Uh, I don't think I'm, it's I'm that still bad. Processing it that. Is, that sounds disgusting. It yeah. is syrupy, yeah. but it's not it's bad. Not it's it's like the same thing as almost like a root beer float. Very okay. much, yeah. Pepper. I don't think yeah. it's pinnacle. No, hold on, let me look. No, it's, it, is. it would be or, like a root beer float if guy. you uh, stuck your dick in a door jam and slammed the door on it. Okay. Um, uh, okay. okay. Okay, is, so of course it is. Pinnacle. They always have the sweet ones. Like well, I think cream, we just hit the pinnacle vanilla. of the show. 
We did. We did. Okay. So the, the, like, okay. So this is the other legend here of how Ku, uh, Kuzembo became the king of Kappa. And this legend is a little bit different. It doesn't originate from just a small town. It originated from Kamashibai, <laughs> which is a, a Japanese street theater way back in the day. You have nothing to do. And you'd find people in the streets with these stories of samurais and, you know, f these battles against dragons and things like that. So this is one of the stories there. And the story is that Kazunbo was imprisoned in a mountain and it was blasted uh, all the way to the Duncan Plateau in India from lightning, just a strike of lightning and it blasted him across, but he was still imprisoned in, in that mountain. Um, and so after he was imprisoned, after that whole thing went down, Sha Wujing, who was a water deity, he rose from the Yellow River in China. You can compare that to our old story where they said they started in China, then they came down here. So this is before they made it to Japan, that he rose from this Yellow River in China and he battled Kinzenbo. Um the mountain kappa against uh so it's, it's basically this this mountain kappa against the river kappa so this is the first introduction as well as there being kind of two different types of kappa there's some mountain kappa kind of of the ground and the rock and then the water the river kappa there's kappa so, gangs there's kappa gangs well uh, they're like not on my turf not on my yeah. land Yes. I own the ocean, bitch. Get off. No and selling, maybe this your, is no a selling your kappa stones here. Ocean this side could, for life. I mean, it, it almost seems like, uh, I don't know, maybe like Japan versus, I don't know if you want to think about it in a country sense, but yes. Yeah, so we have this water deity and then this uh, uh, Shao Wujing and Kazunbo, the mountain kappa, fighting over who is to be just overall king of all of the kappa Damn. and they have they have this battle yeah, and yeah. a traditional anime style like who can throw the biggest boulder so in my head i see like the flashing lights and they're just like you know like mm -hmm. jumping up in the air for days and then like throwing these giant megaliths and they're basically just comparing their strength so it's like who can be who is the stronger leader who is stronger yeah who was better and eventually it was um Kazenbo who threw the biggest and heaviest monolith that apparently was 9000 tons and he threw it the farthest and uh Shabuzhing had to bow down and uh Kazumbo won the match and so with this, he not only became, uh, not only was he free of that mountain, but he became the king of all Kappa. And that's how he gathered 9,000 Kappa members in his clan. He was king of the waters, of um, the mountains, just everywhere. And so they started there in China and he sent out his Kappa to then travel to Korea and then make their way down to Japan. 
and sent them to settle in every river in the country. And he currently watches them atop the mountain Kuzanbayama. Wow. Right on. Pretty okay. cool. That's pretty cool. I, think, I take the second story over Very the magna. Or mag- maga? Very maga. Is that what it is? I- mag- mag- manga. Manga. Yeah. Yeah, it's not manga. You just say very maga. Oh no. Like Donald Trump. <laughs> Pledge allegiance to the Republicans. I think it's pretty cool. I like it. Yeah, I'm into the story. If anything, they should make movies about it. Oh, well, I, think, I think they probably did. I mean, they probably did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I don't know if you guys can see, but this Kappa in particular, his his little head dish goes bowl. very deep. His bowl he has goes no deep. brain. Yeah, it just looks like they scooped. Maybe like, that's why he lost. There. No, he won. Oh, maybe that's why he won. (laughs) Next slide. So if anyone missed the two stories there at the end of the day, Kanzembo, Kuzembo is the king of Kappa. I got what you're saying. I just didn't know which one was which. My bad. I apologize. No, it's all good. I'm just saying, just so everyone knows. Gotcha. All right, Tones Malones. Oh, yeah, this is mine. Changed the entire yeah. Thing. I did your slides because yeah, it sucked. You redid my slides, yeah. So I gotta find my text. Okay, so fuck this thing, yeah. Re- it's Ryusuke Akatahawaga's novel, Kappa. In 1927, the Japanese author, who just drank because I can't say that, released his novel, Kappa. Sadly enough, this would be one of his final novels as he committed just a few months or so after publication of the novel. In Kappa, we read One Man's Journey from a Japanese Mental Ward to Kappa Land. Oh boy, Kappa Land. Uh, he encounters Kappa and he learns more about this intriguing race. He is both surprised and shocked by their social norms and culture. Kappa is a satire of a Japanese society and quite possibly a manifestation of emotional and mental despair. Uh, Aku Tawaga was experiencing at the time that he wrote this novel. So this is... This novel was also called uh, Gulliver in Kappa Land. That that was uh, the English translation, like the footnote that he decided to put at the bottom of this and i think it it kind of lends against the ideology of what a kappa is and kind of what they they're are they benevolent are they benevolent i don't know if this was just a japanese author who just decided to write a book about 
something and decided to include Kappa into it. I'm really torn with this story. So let me get this straight. I'm having a hard time following just a little bit. So he was obviously mentally challenged a little bit, right? Well, I mean, like, no, depressed. Yeah, he was depressed. Yeah, depressed. Okay. So he he offs himself uh, after he publishes the novel. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. is the novel itself about him having a hard mental time and then falling into Capitaland? That's kind of the story of it. It goes into Capitaland. This this is where, when when I was researching this particular part, it had a lot of... Um, callbacks to Dante's Inferno, oh. where when interesting Dante Alagani wrote that book, it was well that poem. It's not a book; it's a poem. When he wrote that, it was he was calling out all his political detractors and putting them in hell and everything else. This feels like the same thing, but light. Like, right. Well, it's just a satire of the culture that he's in. It's, it's a yes, but not done as well, or not done to the cultural point. Because uh, culturally, the people did not welcome the book, whereas Dante's Inferno was the first book that was ever purchased not purchased, that was ever uh, published in Italian and not Latin, like everything was published before then. But this, it, it just feels like he was he was angry, he was upset at society in, in the way the world was going, so he wrote this book, but then he also said it was kind of like Gulliver's Travels but with Kappas. And then it, like it just seems like he sold himself out by saying that he ripped off another publication. Mm, he made that admittance flat out. He's like, mm. oh yeah, fucked it up. Well, he called it, he called it uh, Gulliver, Gulliver Travels to Kappa Land. That was the English translation before he committed... So it just it just seems it's sad because I I'm probably gonna get this book and read it just to see what if he you wrote. go to Kappa Land and you also <laughs> but I, I, I things, you know like that's actually a like, really good premise for a Japanese horror story where you read a book and then die at the end oh, like the ring but the oh, book yeah. version I was gonna say seven days yeah yeah exactly you have seven days after you read the first chapter. The first chapter is only one paragraph. <laughs> Leave one cucumber outside each night, or it will get you. Oh, All right, give us the next you. one. Let's get into the let's get into the sightings and what people have encountered with these. So the first one we have we're going to talk about is Tushimi's Tushimi's Midnight Children. Tushima. 
Uh, on August 1st, 1984, a squid fisherman by the name of Ryu Shirokikaz was walking home from a local pier after work, and he passed by the Katu River, and he came across what appeared to be a group of children playing at the water's edge. While it wouldn't have been entirely uncommon to see people fishing in the river at this time, it was strange to see children playing there. So he approached the beings, and he became struck about how strange they appeared in the moonlight. They had swarthy faces, unusually spindly arms and legs and skinned that glistened in the light. He called out to them as he neared, but they seemed to be surprised by this and swiftly vanished into the water. The next morning, he discovered a set of slimy teardrop-shaped footprints near the pavement. The prints considered a bizarre gelatinous substance around them, and it began to coagulate in the sun. And their path that he saw, like where the marks were, was about 20 meters long, and each print measured about 22 centimeters long, 12 centimeters wide. They were spaced roughly 50 to 60 centimeters apart. <clears throat> so him and a few other curious onlookers suspected that the prince belonged to the Kappa, and this rumor quickly spread around town. So here's a story that kind of like loses its credibility, unfortunately, because it's like it's been told over time. But like, unfortunately, with the time period, you have no opportunity of taking photos or like documenting what it is that they saw. It's literally just kind of a tale that's been told since, you know, a long time. Mm -hmm. That sucks. I mean, it was shit. It was 84. Like, come on, we got people from, I don't think they, I don't think in, in rural Japan, they have just like cameras in their back pocket. Like we do today. Yeah, you get what cameras. I'm saying? But I don't know. They could probably make some clay or something. Make a they didn't even do that. All right, give us the next one. So this one is the Yokoshuka Lizard Man. Um, so there were two construction workers by the name of Makato and Toshio, and they were fishing off a stone seawall near a U.S. Navy base in the Japanese port city of Yokoshima in December of 1978 when they saw something that they would never forget. Uh, one of them recalls that it popped up from beneath, beneath the surface and just stood there. It was not a fish an animal or man. It was about three meters in height and was covered in thick scaly skin like a reptile. It had a face and two large yellow eyes that seemed to be focused on them. The witnesses described the entity as a kappa, which is, you know, what we've been talking about. So it's interesting that you have this other like coming up from the ocean now. So we're getting kind of away from the rivers and more to just any bodies of water. And it is in line with them being like short, little. Like he didn't say it was tall. It was just like a little three foot tall motherfucker. Short. It sounds like a Child freaking size. little, a little Draco or something. Like honestly, a lot of these kind of sound like they could be reptilian, but because of the area, it gets labeled like a kappa. For sure. <clears throat> so the last one is, is two cops and a kappa. So according to a <laughs> mysterious universe article, um, there was two cops in the 1970s who said they had uh, seen uh, like a form hunched over on the side of a country road at dusk. And the officer showed up and approached the being thinking it might have been maybe like a small child or something like that like maybe lost or in, in trouble, but as they grew closer, the entity reared up and they could see that it was not a child at all, but rather a child-sized creature that resembled a cross between a monkey, a frog, and had prominent claws and eyes that were described as large and piercing. Um, the contemporary Kappa was then said to have chattered in its high-pitched voice before running briskly on two legs across the road and into a bush. Um, although the information 
um, is kind of limited on this. It's another one of those like passed down to the generations. We also have one thing missing from the story too is the presence of water. Mm. Oh. How far mm -hmm. from the water was it? Doesn't say. Just uh, no, no water mention, whereas all the other uh, accounts do. But here's why I bring this one up, because we'll get to the next one. Tony. How does it feet? So no, the best way. You missed one. Uh, that's the next slide. No, the Hoshu Buu. Buoy. Here, I'll go, go back. Oh, the little kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These little motherfuckers are creepy yeah. as shit. This makes sense because they said it was more, it had hair on it. More monkey like. So, the Haisube Drake. <laughs> I, I said that word wrong as fuck. And here's your eggplants. Child sized river monsters from Kyushu that live in underwater caves. They douchebags, are often mistaken for the Kappa, but have distinct differences. Although Kappa are often said to like cucumbers, which is why I was eating a cucumber. It's gone. Sorry. Uh, the Hayasube are said to like eggplants. They are also considered to be extremely hairy in appearance. Uh, something the Kappa don't have. They're scaly. They're like turtles. Turtle, turtle. Uh, they are like cousins to the Kappa. It is said that those who see these creatures would be affected with a fever of an unknown cause. And this fever would cause a disease that would even spread to other people around them. So it's like uh, STD, right? Ooh, but yeah. Without touching anybody. With your eyeballs, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so there also uh, there is also a story about a woman who saw one ravaging an eggplant field who subs subsequently had an illness that caused her entire body to become purple, which eventually led to her death. Which is probably so why they're associated with the uh, eggplants. Yeah. Because that one story. That one story. And they story. don't say they don't say like what the illness is. It's like you get a, a no, just un, a un, fever. Have to, yeah, you remember like of you the time. This is back in the day where they like didn't disease. know what things were. Yeah, it's just you have a disease and what you're dying. Right. Like, like this. This is like a fever. This is like in uh, and purple <laughs> and then die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. This is this is like the eighteen the late eighteen hundreds in America where they were like, Oh, you have ghosts. Here's some uh cocaine. Yeah, this is they had a lot of weird cures for things, and I would imagine if you turned the color of an eggplant, they would be like, Oh yeah, you have eggplant disease. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What is right, the deal us... with this? I I knew, I really want to talk about this, but should we just talk about it after? We can talk about it well, after it, it's so the the strange thing about these, these are, are do okay. So, do we want to talk about one of the reasons why to to explain this, or do we want to wait until? Yeah, wait till Factor Sci-Fi at the end. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, do you guys so want we'll to do? Wait. Do you want to do right. this, or we're doing this? We'll go we should do the... modern day. Yeah, not. No, shouldn't defeat. you do how to defeat? Oh yeah, do how to yeah. defeat. Go for it. 
Okay, so how to defeat a Kappa? So they are, regardless of the fact that they are demons or water spirits or whatever you want to call them, they, for some reason, are very big on human etiquette. And in Japan, if you bow, they will bow as well. And if you do a deep bow, they will bow just as deep as you will, and all the water will spill out of the cap on their head, which renders them powerless. So as long as they have water up here in that little cap on their head, then... Uh, cap. Kappa. Kappa. Kappa oh. cap. So long it's as they have... So long as they have water up there, they can do whatever they want. But if you bow deeply to them, they will bow in response, even though it other water will pour out. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you could trick yeah. them easily. Yes. With customs. I love it. That's cool. Kill them I like with kindness. Do... So simple. Well, yeah. All right, give us the modern day Kappa B. So the Kappa is still a creature of legend and fable in modern day Japan. However, they have really shied away from the whole like bad side of the Kappa and the Kappa is seen as more of a silly, lovable kind of like monster instead of some fearsome creature. Think about it more as like the way that we think about like um, Hello Kitty. They're on yeah. uh, lunch boxes. They're dolls. They're pendants. They're backpacks. They're they've become like a popular part of the merchandise over the past few decades inside of Japan. Like they have phone cases, keychains, stickers, shirts. Like it's more of like a funny, hilarious, like oh my god, water monster. That like the kind of like the way we think about Bigfoot now. You know what I mean? Like in America, like we think it's like a a funny commercialized things, and it goes on tons of like merchandise and stuff. That's what the kappa is in Japan mm -hmm. now. Um, some of the fun things that we have are in the Teenage Mutant, Tur Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, the titular, titular turtles accidentally activate the Time Scepter, a mythical artifact, and end up traveling back to a time to the beginning of the Edo period, more specifically 1603. Running as a gag, some of the townspeople who interact with them are frightened by their appearance and mistakenly think that they're Kappa throughout the entire movie. Oh, that's funny. Yep. Mm -hmm. The bad guy in that movie, well, the leader of the bad clan in that movie refers to them as Kappa the entire movie. Mm -hmm. And so do the people who fight them. So there's that, that relates it to like the turtle part of they look like turtles. They, they first met them by the river when they fought them they're humanoid they, yep so just kappa all the way but nobody knew first seeing that movie what kappa meant what it really was yeah yeah so we also have in resident evil one of the four lord antagonists Mont Mont montaru is inspired after the kappa there are also several pokemon based on the kappa most notably gold duck and the entire evolutionary family of Lotad, Lombre, and Ludicolo. Um, and then numerous Kappa villagers appear across the Animal Crossing franchise. 
How funny. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. It is deeply so ingrained. Cool. Yeah. And they say Kappa on it in Animal Crossing too. Yeah. Yeah. They're like that little one in the right hand corner or the left hand corner right there. That's one Wait, of the isn't characters. Is Kappa a Super Mario character that's a, a toe? Maybe. A I don't know. Oh. Kumba. Kumba. But yeah, in Animal Crossing, yeah, the one right there on the left, Brie, that's the little Kappa character. Mm hmm. I just didn't know that they would put. On you can see it has even happens. the look. It, it even has a little indent the little on the head. head. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. I like it. All right, give us our factor sci-fi BB. Let's get into it. Tony, we'll let you go first since you're the captain. All right, so I'm gonna say. Oh boy. Um, I'm gonna say this is a fact. But we give a but because we didn't talk about it. The horrifying origins of the story of the Kappa. So where this originally came from was the fact that poor families would throw their unalive children into the rivers because they could not care for them and they would unalive them. Mm. So this kind of story came up to keep people from going to the rivers. Oh. Now, just so they wouldn't have to see those horrifying things. But I also think that there is something there because there is people who have seen these creatures whether or not these creatures are ferrying these not alive children to the afterlife or to the next dimension <laughs> I'm going to give it a 10 I'm going to say it's Damn. real I'm going to say it's real think? But I'm Dude. just gonna say that there's there's a lot of nefarious shit that happen with and all I cryptids. Think that they they are a necessary mode of moving human evil out of the out of the world. Wait, say that again. Moving human evil out of the world. Yeah, because people were throwing their kids into the river. Well, if it was because, unalive, what else are you going to do with it? Well, I mean, realistically, they, it's a water burial. Yeah. So the, it's just like the river sticks. They're doing the same thing. Except you don't have to put coins over their eyes. All right. I'm going to give this one a fact because I believe <laughs> no, in, first of all, I know for a fact that there is giant turtles because I recently saw a petrified turtle and it was fucking wild looking and looked like one of these fucking Kappa things. So like, I truly believe that there's a possibility that there's a giant um, turtle-like cryptid out there that we just don't know. The waters are so vast and everything fucking connects underground into rivers and lakes and oceans that like, I don't know, I'm a big believer in the water creatures because I think that there's just so many opportunities for them to slip away and for us not to not to see them that I'm inclined to believe that there are these like huge, you know, 
places underground where they can live and thrive and, you know, have their home that we would never know, you know? So I'm going to fact this 110. What about, what do you got, got Kari? Wow. I'm going like to give it like a seven. Okay. Because, like, I think it, a lot of it probably stems from, it's like fairy tales. And That's, I think everything you know, stems he, from fairy tales but, at the end of the day. That's the Bible. These stories get passed down generation to generation, like to stop, you know, like I was saying earlier, there wasn't like the ability to pump out information really quickly to loads of people. So you have these stories to scare kids not to go near dangerous areas. Mm-hmm. And I think I feel like similar to the story of saying that don't go near the river because there's bodies. Yeah. In a cultural way, like that's been carried through to telling kids not to go near the river because it's dangerous. Yeah, and to you know respect bodies of water and not to be careless because the monster might get you. But really, it's the monster is the water kind of thing. Just describing mm. the Bible to me, Bree. What are you giving it? Are you going to yeah, shit yeah. on our parade? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. I have a hard time. <clears throat> Classic um, middle bitch. Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, can you imagine you go out there to like put your unalive child in there, and then like you look over and you see like your neighbor, and you're just like, give yourself a little winky wink, well, like a little nod, well, hey, that's the third one this year. Yeah, yeah, they go back um, to the water cooler and they're like, can you believe this is the, t- the third time this year Jessica's been down at the River Throne things in it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think other than that, I find that this it would be a hard tale just to tell children because it's the river, and I think that they fished a lot in the river. She's shitting on our parade. Japan is pretty hardcore. They're pretty. They're pretty. They're tough people in their culture, and I don't think they would tell their children stay away from the river. I think they'd be like, "Get on our boat. We're going fishing." Um, yeah, I don't. I think they would see, you know. But it does remind me of another cryptid that we did, and I can't even remember the name. But it was the same scenario where they couldn't afford the child, so they would unfortunately put it out and say that it was a uh, like a vampire-ish thing. Do you guys mm, remember that? I feel like oh. I yeah, I kind of remember what you're talking about. Like they yeah. just they try to. It's the the cryptid of the gap fairy. <laughs> Right, it's blame the cryptid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminds me of that. I mean, I well, I didn't do. do I didn't kill my baby. It was the Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Aliens um, came and took. So, what's your number, Bree? Because you've been dancing around. Yeah. No, I'm working through it. I will probably. <laughs> <laughs> we call it working. We call it dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I am probably, probably going to metal bitch this one. That's a safe sure. bet. That's a safe bet. That's a safe bet. Yeah. Um, I know Bobby is not here, but we do have say a, no. I think, I think he would sci-fi it, but we do have something that's from Bobby. Wow. Okay. Good job, Bobby. So Yo-kai. we have 
Yokai Monsters, which translates to 100 Monsters. It is a 1969 Japanese horror film, and you guys can all find it on Shudder. It is a rich landowner intends to tear down a local shrine and other houses to build a brothel. He holds a ceremony during which various tales of Yuko are told. Such tales as Kashiyakakabi and a long neck however the landlord admits the purification ceremony at the end to ward off evil spirits conjured up during the telling of the tales after which the landowner and his supporters are scared to death are driven mad by the angered spirits who at the end of the movie are seen parading out of the town with barrels of sake so you just That's ruined the dope. movie oh, oh by the way was... <clears throat> i have shutter do you can i just say yo Fuck yes, I do. I love horror movies. Oh. Shudder is probably one of the pay It's one of the best horror like uh, things you can subscribe to. It's really good. They get like stuff like this, stuff that nobody would ever see. Unless you were subscribed to something like this, Shutter is just so good. I just, yeah, it is a subscription. It's not free, it, but it is like a lot of like B horror movies or things that aren't put out by major networks and stuff like that. And B horror movies are the best. Some of the best. Yeah. Movies. I just can't oh. relate to that one. Some of the best. So oh, yeah, there's, there's times. It, but there's times where Danielle will be like. What did you do all day? Because she'll be gone or whatever, and she'll come home. And she's abandoned. Like, what did you do Good. all day? That's what she deserves. And, yeah, and and I'll just go. Well, <laughs> I watched. <laughs> that was last week. But I watch like horrible B horror movies. Do you like, wear a ghillie suit while you watch them? Day. For yeah. sure. Mm. He has four ghillie suits. <laughs> But he's he's like been wearing like the same. Pants. But he's been wearing the same pair of pants since last Tuesday. Right. <laughs> I will watch. You the like the worst... shitty horror movies? Yeah, I will watch the worst horror movies. And there's one I forget what the fuck it's called. It has something to do with sharks, but it's the it's the guy who played the villain in the first season of uh, uh the Flash. On CW. So Kari's about to look it up. No. No. Okay. So this <laughs> dude, this dude, and this was back from like 2002, 2003. He just, in this shark attack movie, tells this girl, goes, So, what do you say I eat your pussy? <laughs> oh, he's Donald, he's Donald Trump in it. Yeah, I'm watching this movie and I'm like, okay, isn't there like a megalodon or like some giant shark? Is this, are octopus? you talking about Deep Blue Sea? No, it, it's no. the fucking. Okay. And not Sharknado because like people no, love that shit. And I, I'm shocked. But they. Do they all show of stuff? these movies? Not that. Oh, that's just like, but they just allegedly do it. And then does the shark come at that moment, though? The shark does. But she does. Everyone comes at the same time, which is what the (laughs) outcome we all want. 
That'd be respectful. Like, I remember seeing that and I was like, oh my God, that's who fucking talks to people like that? Tony, you watched some weird porn. I don't know if anyone's ever told it you that. It was not porn, it was a horror movie. <laughs> Later, he'll go home and be like, oh shit. Oh shit. It was. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, oh, if you want some real man, weird stuff, was. hit me up. That was three girls, one great white. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Tony was the great white. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that, that that was a fun episode, you guys. Uh, we we are not going to be here next Tuesday because it is Fourth of July, and yeah. in American fashion, all of the Americans on our channel will be drunk by a pool because that is how we celebrate Fourth uh, of July. Uh, I don't know I what Kari be, will be doing. I'll because be lamenting the loss of the colonies. I was like, yeah, because we're literally celebrating how we got away from you. So I won't be texting you that day. You should be texting me apologies that day that I will not yeah. be responding you, to. You will get no reparations from me. You should send me. Okay. You should send me cups of tea. Yeah. That I will no, then pour I'll out into the ocean. Into the ocean. Yeah. So you got. Exactly. You got to dress like a native to sow dissent. In order, you know, that's, that's what really But that's what really happened. You oppressed. Hold on. Yeah. Always Get a last-minute plane ticket to California. We're having a Fourth of July party. Yeah, my plan is to go and see Bree and be by her pool and be drunk with her, preferably drowning myself in the bottom of her pool. If you want to emergency evacuate me to California, that would be great. Here, Jamie style. <laughs> I say it because that's happened before, and Bree had to jump in several times and save me. If no one knows the story, I don't remember this because I was blackout drunk. But when she told me about it, I was like, "Yeah, that makes sense. That sounds like something she I would thought do." Thought it was the right. funniest thing in the world to just saved. be like, "Bad man," and I would wait because I knew she was fucking with me. But she waited until I would drop. I could hold my breath for a long time and yeah. pull her up, and she'd just be like, <laughs> like this, <laughs> the second you pull her out of the water, and then she'd wait and go, right. <laughs> Listen, you guys, I am fun to hang out with. I don't know why Marie wants me to go to her. She's like, yeah, Jamie, come freak at my house next to a pool. Come That's do that again. That that's the shit that kills people. They get too drunk yeah. and they're just fucking Literally. around. Like, could you imagine if I walked away and then they're just, and so it's like right up in the bottom of the pool? Yeah. You're Jamie's being... mind, she's like, that bitch will come. Uh, no, no, she'll come. Then she falls. She'll asleep. come. She'll come. She just chokes on water. Me, <sighs> me and Jamie would definitely be the people who would get super fucking drunk and be like, who can hold their breath? I again, I don't remember any of this. Brie had to, the only thing I remember is at the end of the day, her husband came home and I was literally laying on the concrete outside by the pool. Oh, he showed me a picture of it the other day. Yeah. And he, I remember him literally kicking me and being like, Do you need a ride home? And I was just like, Yes, please. Yes. And I remember Brie drove, or no, he drove my car with me in it and Brie followed behind and they like pushed me back into my house. And I don't think I came out for a good 24 hours. Oh, you yeah. were very sick. You were yeah. very sick. I was super sick the next day. Yeah. And it was your I'm idea drunk. to drink what we drank. And how oh, we drank yeah. It. Yeah. We got smashed. We did as many white claws as we could just back to back uh, shotgunning them. Like literally as like 10 of them. Oh my god! If I drink ten white claws, I would have the I've shit never had a white for like forty-two years. Oh, I didn't shit, just drowning. No, white, white claw makes me want to kill myself. 
use that no. for your marketing. She was also trying to do the splits and light a cigarette at the same time, multiple times, and it kept breaking. About right. And she was still trying. She was like, no, I'm going to get this. I'm going to do this. <laughs> do I, not remember any of this. I applaud that level of fucking determination. <laughs> I do not get that drunk ever. That's like a once-in-a-lifetime Jamie opportunity right there. Is it not, Brie? Yeah, I don't ever know. Like I've, I've never seen you like that, I don't think. Yeah, like it, eventually, eventually, that's how you ended up on the floor because you were just kept trying to do those splits, and eventually, you just boom, and you just dead. <laughs> dead. I just remember your husband kicking me and taking me home. That's the only thing I remember from that. I remember doing <laughs> the shots. I remember Nicole in the pool and me like dancing at the front of the pool, and then I don't remember anything after that until your husband kicked me. Oh my god, Whoa. he probably was nudging you. Like, also, and I know for a fact he probably <laughs> was nudging, not kicking Jamie. But to me, when we dropped the way off, I did it, it was like he kicked me, and I was like, "Uh huh, what?" When we <laughs> dropped you off, you were just like, "Bree did this to me. Bree made me drink all of this. Bree was pressuring me to drink all of these white claws with her." I was talking shit the and, whole ride, wasn't I? <laughs> and I was like, "She." It was all her idea. She wanted to do it all for TikTok. And she just literally made it seem like I forced her. That's why I smoke marijuana, ladies and gentlemen, because I don't try to drown myself when I do the marijuana. Yeah, Brie, you're a bad influence. That was my point. My point was that Brie's an influence. Yeah. She fed me those white claws. Although we found out the easiest way to chug white claws is when they're not cold and when they're room temperature, you can get the whole thing down in like 1.2 seconds, literally. Sarah told nasty. me I was a bad influence, actually, when we were in Mexico. Then, oh, see? Uh, so you are. We drank a lot this weekend. Yeah, and then she was like, oh, yeah, Brie was in Mexico, everyone. Oh, yeah. She's like, yeah. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it easy because, like, we're working. We're there to work. But we're in Mexico. I'm like, tequila. She's like, you're a, a bad influence. Like, <laughs> So if if y'all don't know, if y'all didn't realize from the video, the vlog that we did, Bree doesn't fucking drink beer. She doesn't fucking do cocktails. Bree does fucking tequila. 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 It is I'm not- drinking beer right now, but yeah. I was like, she I drinks beer, but there were several times, yeah, she would. The best way I can describe it is like a raccoon going through trash, being like, <laughs> let me get, let me go through the crowd. Like, like I get to the front of the bar, I gotta order my shot. Little <laughs> raccoon <laughs> paws. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Enzo knows I do like those white wine spritzers, but yeah, white um, wine spritzers, yeah. yeah. Because I was working <laughs> and it was the end of the day because I just worked she just shot the it. whole 24 hours. Uh, it's just better to just have straight tequila and not worry about like <laughs> sugar. It, yeah, I know. Because then I can yeah, wake like, up the next day and I'm good to go. It, listen, you have a destination you're trying to get to. You're not. It's not about the journey for you. It's about the destination on this one. Yep. No. Yeah. Not that's at how, all. No. When it comes to drinking, no one. That's oh, how yeah. it is when it to drinking. I'm not trying to take a long route when I drink. I'm trying to get to the point as fast trying as possible. To get there. Yeah, it was exactly. really funny in Mexico that our waiter kept being like, "These two are crazy." Like to Josh and I, because <laughs> like we would be like doubles and then done, and then he'd come back and be like, "These two are crazy." <laughs> drinking tequila like it's water. Well, that's what happens. Like I'm kind of the same way though. I don't really drink a lot of tequila anymore because no matter how much of it I drink, it's not like it's getting me like fucked up or anything. Like other people have such horrible experiences. They're like, "Oh, tequila fucking destroyed." I'm like the opposite. I'm like tequila is the one alcohol where I've never had any issues with it. I've had more issues with vodka than I ever had tequila. 
And you have to get the right uh, tequila too, which I need to always do silver, never on. gold, never gold. But there's some types of tequila that are like a hundred percent agave. They don't have any mm-hmm. other extra additives, and it can be considered a stimulant and mm-hmm. can be the least amount of calories and sugar for you. Mm-hmm. So uh, I need. To I highly suggest Brie that the next time you go to Mexico, you try to convince them to take you to Cozumel, which is has one of the yeah. uh, tequila places there, and I've went and toured it. Before the tour guide hated me because I knew more facts than him. And I did that very Jamie thing where he would say something and then I would say more facts. And he was like, Hey, buddy, I'm doing the tour. And I was like, Oh, no, you should just let me do it. I know more than you. So it was like one of those. And I went uh, to like the whole thing about like the plants, how they grow and how they like take them down and how they like do all that. And it was this coolest fucking thing in the world. Like, not like a factory where they're bottling it. I mean, literally where they make it at. Right. I just, I just want to say, I would never have ice cubes and milk, you heathen. Yeah, that sounds gross. Who but said that's that? That's gross. Don't. Who did that? that? I will Joe, say that um, Corey is a psychopath and just like stands in the kitchen and drinks like giant glasses of milk by themselves with nothing else. I, I do that. I like milk. Apparently, milk that's a really apparently that's like a psychopath that. thing. That's what the internet says. That that's like a crazy person thing. And I'm like, drinking I, coffee black is a psychopath thing. Yeah. I think drinking coffee black is a crazy thing. I agree. I like yeah, a lot of cream I, and sugar. I do it like, every day. Yeah, me too. I like milk. I could drink it. I could do it. Bree's like, I I just want coffee sometimes. (laughs) It doesn't matter. I just need it. Put it in my vein. I I, I literally drink one or two black coffees every morning. Ew, it's Danielle. It's your wife. Ugh. No wonder you hit her. (laughs) Before we incriminate (laughs) ourselves any fucking further... Yeah. Joe was right. Lawyer up. Lawyer up. Lawyer <laughs> up. Oh, yeah. Is you a paid for Yeah. I should stop connecting myself and, and my work with you guys. I just <laughs> careful what shirts I wear, too. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. I love you, Danielle. I'm sorry. I was just, I, I, I do it for the funnies. For the nah. I'm, I'm wearing my uh, vintage contact in desert Hawaiian shirt. I love it. I that's a Tati shirt Baba. that came all the way from America that I gave to Kari. Tati, I was going to start to plan. I gave next one together. to I gave one to Tony, but he didn't accept it and left it in my room. I it had was tigers high on as it. Fuck. You were you were high as fuck. When is the next meetup? Yeah, when's the next meetup, Bree? We're when's our next get together? Right? Let's get yeah, come to Vegas, everyone. I'm telling you, sleepover. Let's we'll get little like. I have blow up mattresses July. we'll put up. Let's see, what am oh, I doing yeah. in July? I may go one or two places in July. Wow. Yeah. I'm not going to Mexico until the end of August. We could August. Go the beginning of August. We could do so- oh shit. Um Bree's like I'm never so Yeah, we need unavailable. to go we need to go really we need to go <laughs> really soon. We need to go really soon. <laughs> Sooner rather than later. <laughs> Come to Kansas. So yeah, let's go to Kansas and really hang out soon. in fields. Yeah. No, come to Vegas. Come to Vegas so we can hang out on this. Not the Strip. We should stay at the uh, Fremont. Boo. Okay. Well, we'll get into it. All right. All right. Do we have Area any? Area 51, though. Area 51. Do we have any final thoughts of the episode, you guys? My final thought is... Um, I could give two shits less about anything and everything. Fuck the world. I think if you're watching, if uh, you found this entertaining in our banter, like, subscribe, hit the little thumbs up that would button. Be kind. Leave a comment. Yeah, leave a comment. 
leave a comment because that really helps our videos and uh follow us on whatever the fuck you want to for sure kari any final thoughts um keep it breezy cowabunga uh, Bree's Ooh. final thoughts are she is not associated with us in any capacity. <laughs> uh, all of our eh. thoughts and opinions are not Bree's, but we do have a Bria, a new Bria the Explorer that we are going to be turning into a sticker. Yep, so everyone yep. marvel at this beauty that I've made. It's just, it's so good. I want that. I on will my say chain. the thoughts and comments uh, on this episode do not pertain necessarily to the thoughts that Brianna feels. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but really, stay golden, Pony Boy. Yeah, stay for sure. Golden. Kari, why don't you uh, roll that beautiful, beautiful bean footage? Right. Yeah, I'm going to go beat my wife. I thought you say beat your meat. Fuck these people. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Death to all of them. Oh, Jesus. Uh, and lawyer up. <laughs> and lawyer up. All right, let's get yeah, out of here. Bye. <laughs>